0: In today's episode, I'll be kicking off the series for protecting your internet privacy. I believe that this topic is not explored or addressed enough in creator spaces. So my plan is to change that by offering tips and solutions to better safeguard your private information as you navigate multiple platforms in your career as a content creator. Also, be sure to check the show notes for the link that redirects you to all the references or resources suggested throughout the series. Red Carpet Games celebrate your magic in the middle of your gameplay. Red Carpet Games. I'm Kaylee, and you're listening to Red Carpet Games. Red Carpet Now, before we jump into the series, <laughs> I just want to apologize to all my listeners for the last few Sundays. Let's just say life was life in. And yes, I know life in is not really a word, but that's a word for me these days. Unexpected things was just happening outside of my control, and they were kind of getting out of hand. So I had to take a break to deal with those things. Also, please don't worry, guys. Everything is fine. Like I said, life was just life in. Now, for the reason we are all here today, this series is definitely close and dear to me. And I feel like it's my responsibility as a content creator to share this information for the entrepreneurs, the content creators, and business divas out there. If you don't check those boxes, that's fine because there is some useful information within this topic for you because everyone at some point is on social media. Or navigating the internet. Now, if you don't know what you are doing while navigating online, it can easily become dangerous and invasive to you. This is one of the reasons internet safety is taught to our kids in schools. However, the majority of the time, those sessions are sugarcoated and don't elaborate on the real dangers that are lurking while they navigate online. I mean, They have to watch out for hackers, villain organizations, harmful people, invasive bots, the black market, and the list continues to go on and on. Now, some of you out there are probably thinking that I'm over-exaggerating or just being dramatic here. Well, then let's put this into perspective. I have a story that I'm going to share with all of you that I personally experienced while navigating online. Um, to start off, back when I was in college, my privacy was completely invaded through email and social media. Initially, the attack started on my Facebook page, which happened around the year of like 2009, 2010. I truly believe the person behind this attack was an ex-boyfriend of mine who published a nude adolescent photograph of me on my Facebook profile. Now, the way that I found out was already embarrassing enough. A family member of mine was the one that gave me the courtesy call. Um, I was literally on my way to school. And yeah, my day didn't even really start yet. So I immediately decided not to go to school. I went back home. I explained the situation to my mom. And me and her both made that call to contact the police about my Facebook. and. I can just remember being so furious at hearing the news that, you know, somebody would go out of their way to do that to me. And I just was not the type of girl to expose or conduct myself in a provocative way towards anyone online. But yeah, like this hacker leaked a photo of me, you know, my MySpace, my email account and pretty much majority of like all my social accounts at that time we all compromised. I realized then I became a victim to online privacy. With the police involved, it took about a few weeks for them to recover majority of my accounts. Till this day, I'm still not able to recover and access like my original MySpace and I believe a few other social accounts that are probably still active to this day on their websites, unfortunately. <laughs> The police were not able to track down the IP in the location of my online attacker. So I practically had to start over online. Not only did this affect me mentally, it affected me physically as well. Men that I worked with, that I went to school with, I no longer trusted. And I cut them off completely socially because instead of them supporting and reporting the picture to be removed, they were messaging me about how sexy it looked, and this made me very uncomfortable for a long time. Now, I can continue to go on with this story, but at the end of the day, it's not entirely about me. I want to get to the bottom of the real reason why we're doing this episode today. I want to provide the tools and information necessary so the next person doesn't have to go through or experience what I went through. Now, let's get into it. Um, To start off, let's talk about doxing. When a person is doxed, their personal information is pretty much stolen then shared to the public without their consent for malicious intent. This could be anything from your name, social security number, your contact details, such as your addresses, phone numbers, and emails. It could also be information about your workplace, family details, financial information, and whatever other private information they can get their hands on. Now, the question is how do they obtain this information? Well, one is through various internet sources. This could be any website that you use. Uh, which could be a resource for doxers. Uh, Social media is also a part of this. Uh, They can obtain your information from blogs, unprotected networks, web forums, uh, even your game accounts. You know, I know throughout the years as a gamer, uh, some of our our favorite dev companies or studios have had situations where the accounts were compromised. And whenever we submit personal information when we sign up for these websites, especially like when we want to test games for like demos or, you know, early access, anything like that, they could potentially get a hold of that information. Uh, Another way that people could gain your information is through public records. And this could be anything from court records, your business records, property records, newsletters, obituaries. And there's a ton of other types of public records that are out there. Um, The thing I do want to touch on is pretty much your business records. And as a content creator, um, a lot of us do own our own LLC. Maybe you have an assumed business name that you run your business under. Usually when you run an LLC, you have to submit Certain details and information in order to obtain an LLC, which is an address where you run your business, Um, you have to share your, your government name because you're registering a business under you as the sole proprietor. These are considered public records. If you were to share what your business LLC name was with the public, they could easily search that information in the public records under the, uh, the state that you're registered, that you register your LLC under, and they can pull up all your information just like that. It's very easy for them to get a hold of it. Um, and I do have some tips to kind of avoid that when you register LLC biz- business. I know a lot of us work from home. And there is ways out there to avoid having to use your personal mailing address um, when registering an LLC. And I'll share that detail a little bit later. But let's continue on to just kind of getting to the, the point here that I'm trying to make. Doxing is a very serious crime. And in a lot of states, it's considered a criminal act. OK, you know, if an individual is found to be someone that is attacking you online for malicious intent, they could serve jail time for that. Um, next question would be, how do you know that someone is attacking you online for malicious intent? Malicious activity or doxing could take many forms. It includes but might not be limited to trolling. Cyber stalking, cyber bullying, uh, criminal threats, and cyber harassment. Also, there is the typical cop out of someone doing revenge porn. Most of the content we publish online is protected by the First Amendment. And even when it is faced with mean spirited or heart- hurtful comments, someone can still face criminal penalties if there was evidence that they intended to cause harm directly towards you or their victims. Well, okay. How do we protect ourselves against someone who wants to dox us online? I don't have a guaranteed solution for you, but I do know of some ways that you could potentially start your process to protecting your online privacy. The first thing that we are going to discuss is how you can gauge and check your current online privacy. There's a few steps that I would like for you to execute in doing this. The first thing I want you to do is Google or Bing yourself with quotation marks. For example, you're going to want to put your name or in this case, if you're a content creator, put your creator name. Um, But I would highly recommend that you do use your name. Um, Also check other tabs like the images, videos and et cetera under the search engine to kind of just see what comes up. Number two, Google or Bing your phone number. I know this sounds completely crazy. And if you are a paranoid individual like myself at times, I wouldn't even say paranoid. If you are just very um, cautious about what information you put out online, get yourself a VPN, activate it before you go through these steps, okay? If you just want to add that extra security to safeguard your information, putting this information online. Um, Next, which is number three, step number three, you're going to want to Google and being your home address or Google or being your social security. I know this sounds absolutely crazy. Or your tax ID. Tax ID is basically used for businesses. Um, you know, if you're running a retail online store or anything like that, normally a tax ID is required, um, depending on what state you live in that you have to submit in order to run a business. Um, also, number five. Do a image search of your most recent shared photos. This could be anything you've shared on social media sites, such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, anything. OK, do a, a image search. I'm going to let you guys know, please try not to panic. If you find something online that makes you feel a little eerie and uncomfortable. And I'm only saying this because I have taken an account to do these steps myself. And yes. I have gone into a panic. It made me feel absolutely eerie and uncomfortable because I'm like, why is this information about myself on the Internet? Why? I question why a lot. I still do to this day. But (laughs) unfortunately, companies like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and data brokers are usually the reason your privacy is being invaded. Luckily for us, there is a way to prevent and remove the uncomfortable things found about ourselves online. And now, before you guys take me word for word, let me add this disclaimer. These solutions may not always be guaranteed to work. There is still the potential aspect that people can find loopholes and ways to get your information, even though you go through the steps to protect and guard your privacy. However, These methods are known to work and mitigate the damage that is done when someone does pull your private information. Now, there are some privacy tips that I want to share with you all that you can use right now, today, um, to safeguard your information. One, start using different email addresses for different accounts and purposes. Um, What I mean by this is set them up to forward emails to the one that maybe you regularly use here are a few categories to consider. Um, Have separate emails for your businesses, like your banking, your brands, your LLC. Um, Have different emails for your publishing, like YouTube, Twitch, online personality, your blogs, your website, you know, your TikToks. Have one that's personal. So you want your personal banking, your school, work, emergency contacts, you know, uh, family, stuff like that. And then have another email separate for purchases, products, such as your game accounts, apps, and subscriptions. The reason why I suggest this is because um, when I was attacked, I had one particular email that I was pretty much using for everything. And because of that, they were able to uh, gain access to all of my accounts. Now, if you have different email addresses with different passwords and stuff like that, It would be much harder for them to obtain everything that you own online. All right. Um, Another reason why I highly suggest this is because, (laughs) oh, it will be very unfortunate if you were grinding out your your game accounts. And this it's not it's not even important. I just have to add that in here. Okay, I'm a gamer. I'm sorry. I have to add this in here for my gamers. Um. It would suck to have to start over your Call of Duty or, you know, uh, what's some other games that use cloud based services. You know, you guys out there that love Apex Um, for those that play Fortnite, you know, those type of games. Heck, even like for the Sims community, you know, everything through EA games is linked through your single account. And i are not going to get into detail about EA. I've had an experience with them as well. but. Moving forward, I digress. Have different email addresses for different account purposes. Um, Another way that you guys could potentially do this is through domains.google. Google Google does offer an option if you purchase your own URL. There is a feature available within uh, your account at a, a Google Workspace. And it's like $6 per month. Literally, you can have a main email that isn't linked to your personal. You have to go through a couple of steps in order to gain access to the email account. Um, But you can also add alias email addresses, which are alternative addresses that can be used as a substitute for an actual email address. Which I mean by that is there's one main admin email account, but you can add like a ton of diff- different emails under your, your registered URL name. So you can have, for example, info at redcarpetgames.com, marketing at redcarpetgames.com, podcast at redcarpetgames.com, and so on. It's a very, very uh, useful tool to get yourselves in the habit of doing, okay? Number two, view your online accounts under a different profile then <laughs> adjust the privacy settings to your liking. Um, A prime example of this could potentially be Facebook. And I'm, I'm pointing out Facebook because I feel like Facebook is one of those online social media accounts that is very personal. One, um, you're not allowed to have multiple Facebook accounts if they find out that you have two main Facebook accounts under your name. Um, your accounts can be terminated and a bunch of like other stupid stuff. Um, but yeah, Facebook is very, very uh, personal, and you know I kind of get it. They they have it set up that way because they're trying to prevent people from having, uh, what you call it, like catfish accounts and stuff like that, or people posing as another individual, because Facebook has been through quite some trouble, guys. Gonna be honest. But yeah, uh, view it under a different account just to kind of see what information is put out there, um, towards you, because just like me, for example, as a podcaster now, you know, a blogger, if I want to gain certain details and information about somebody so that, you know, when I ask them questions, you know, to be interviewed, you know, media outlets, they kind of have to know some things about you prior to questioning or interviewing you, you know, um, they research you. going to be honest, you're going to be researched. And if there's something that you don't want people to bring up about yourself, then you need to do your part in hiding or keeping away that information. So, you know, regularly check your, your profiles and your accounts. Take away things that you don't want people to know about you, okay? Everything doesn't have to be put up on the internet, all right? But if you're a content creator, if you're a business owner, you know, at some point of time, you know, these media outlets, news uh, stations, they're going to research you. They're going to find out more about you because that's their job, okay? That's just one thing to have in mind, especially if you're trying to be mainstream and you're trying to take your brand to a point where you're known globally. You want to start making, taking those steps and protecting your information. <laughs> OK, number three. Um, Look, guys, let me just say, I'm not trying to scare you. All right. But you might want to tape recover your webcams. No, seriously, I like there are real invasive hacking software that is capable of accessing your cameras when you're not using them. It, I mean, like we hear about it every now and then on the internet. We hear about it in TV shows or movies we watch, you know, when they're dealing with hackers. It's a real thing. And it's something you might want to take seriously. So, you know, you ever come across like or hearing rumors about somebody leak information or maybe you get a weird email from somebody that they have a nude video of you, you know, it's potential that potential that they're not lying. Um, there is software out there that is capable of doing this. And, um, most cameras nowadays have the like little covers you can add to them. Um, I know some companies do offer cameras with the cover cap on top of it. Um, with the device itself Uh, so definitely look into like purchasing devices that also consider safeguarding your privacy now for number four and i probably should have had this as step one because i can't stress this one enough the internet has changed over the years and there is an option to use two-step verification and if you're not using two-step verification then, honey, you don't care. You don't care about your internet privacy. You're being nonchalant and very immature about how you're navigating online. I'm going to be that person to tell you right now. Go set up your two-step verifications right now. I can't stress this enough. Just use it for all of your devices, online accounts, banking accounts, and so on. Especially all of your accounts that you earn income from. This is not limited to whether you feel like your content is too small for someone to be bothered. A hacker can target anyone, and I mean anyone. It doesn't matter if you consider yourself big or small. And I have definitely experienced telling people to use two-step verification, and we're not gonna go into detail with that, but they didn't listen, and boom, they Twitch got hacked. Moving on, number five install anti-tracking plugins and extensions into your browser you know you have adblock plus um and disconnect which are a few popular ones to name you know i know it's common for people to use adblock to pretty much remove ads from websites that they visit but it's actually a method that you can use to prevent anti-tracking um And a lot of websites use that to obtain your information when you're navigating their their websites. I'm sorry. Hate to break it to you, but that's just how the Internet works. Um, Yeah, they prevent sites from tracking everything that you do, not just for ads. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but now, you know, number six. Consider getting a virtual address. And this is something that I recently discovered for myself and how I have been using this method for like the last two years. Um, I suggest, well, I don't suggest that you get a P.O. box um, because someone could still track your location based on where the local P.O. box is. You know, um, if you prefer to do a P.O. box, If that's the only option you feel is available to you, um, make sure you do a location that's at least 30 miles away from where you live. Um, And there's more reasons that I have behind using virtual addresses, but maybe I'll address that more later in the series. Number seven, look into VPNs. This will protect you while you are surfing and utilizing the network. Avoid signing into public computers, devices, or someone else's phone. If you have to, make sure that you remove the browser history, your passwords, or cookie data before you no longer have access to public devices. And finally, number six, set up a Google custom alert at http forward slash alerts. You will get an email notification whenever your name, email address, or phone number is added to the Google's search sites. Um, For example, try using exact words or phrases for your alerts. Um, This is useful if you know that you have some individuals that is watching your every move. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I do have some stalkers out there. And I need to know what they trying to get out of me. I don't play that, honey. Now, for all the tips that I just shared in this segue, will be available on my website under my blog, and I will provide the link in the show notes. So be sure to click that. Um, I will have some links also directed to some suggestions on, for example, virtual addresses. Um, so that way you don't have to use your personal mailing or living address when you are navigating online. Now for our final topic, our contribution to cyber harassment. I just want to point this out before finishing out this episode for the series. Just as easy it is for us to be a victim of online harassment or privacy, we too potentially could be on the other end of that spectrum. For example, you retweet another person's tweet and make a statement about teaching them a lesson for a specific cause or reason. According to certain laws, your intent might be for that person to be harassed or physically harmed. The act of putting the person's information in a post can be evidence used against you of your intent for harming or wanting injury to come to that person. Now, I understand that most of us probably mean to inform or warn others in our spaces of a person's intent, but this to me is considered vigilant behavior. Please let the local authorities handle it by getting them involved. Submit a police report and keep records of activities that prove the person's malicious intent. That way there is at least an open case on the situation. If things take a left turn, remember, Most of the evidence used against someone is intent. Some laws do not require the person to actually be harassed or harmed. I'm talking about this because one too often I see in online spaces that I find myself a part of get involved with online drama. And sometimes that drama extends to even more harmful situations. We have to be careful how we navigate, how we approach certain people online. If you are in any way being harassed and you know that the person has intent or is being harmful to you, you need to report it. Also, start documenting everything. And I don't mean everything you document is publicly shared on Twitter, Instagram. You know, keep that information at least somewhat private. If there are people that you trust to share this information with, then do so. But you need to get the police involved because things can really get serious, guys. And not too often that we hear stories about other content creators ending up in jail or them harming someone physically to the point where they've committed a murder. You know, we know these things happen, but Media doesn't share those details as much. We just hear about it in these spaces. Um, We have a lot of predators in our spaces that have been known to do things, but people are too quiet to share and put that information out there. And I get it. It's scary. Sometimes some of you guys feel so alone and so left out that you, if you're dealing with someone who has stature, if they have credibility, in the public eye, because everyone around them sees them as this good person that's trying to do so much for their community. But you know, deep down in your heart that this person is malicious, dangerous, and intend to harm you. I need you and I ask for you guys to be brave and put put in your police report. I don't care what it takes. If you need to tell your mom, If you need to tell your dad, if you're not comfortable telling your parents, tell your brothers, tell your sisters, tell your cousins, tell someone that you dearly trust. You know they will never turn a blind eye at what you're telling them so it can be dealt with because your protection matters. And when someone crosses that boundary to invade your privacy or to invade what's rightfully yours to have safety and peace in the online space, they don't deserve to be there. They need to be where they belong, which is in jail. And if no one else is going to encourage that and put that message out there for you, I will. If you have to reach out to me, if you can't find anyone in these online spaces to reach out to, if you know something is wrong with the way that someone is approaching you online, I will do my best to even help you myself. There's so many ways to get in touch with me and contact me. You can leave me a voice message if you like. Guys, you can follow my Twitch. You can can visit me. I have Discord. I will message that privately to you. There are people out here that will not allow that to happen, and I'm one of them. And even if you don't trust me, just go straight to the police. That's all I ask. Don't let this harmful person continue to be in these spaces because it is dangerous, not just for yourself, but for everyone else involved. That's what it takes to be a hero in these online spaces. But to conclude everything that I share with you all today, make sure you take the initiative to take those steps that I provided um, to start actually safeguarding your private information. I think it's very important for us to practice those things, especially if you are, own online businesses and you're navigating online every single day. Most of us are. Even our nieces, our nephews, our our kids. A lot of us is using social media on a daily and we don't realize how dangerous that can be. All I'm asking is for you guys to protect yourselves. And that's it. Now if there are any questions that you guys would like to ask me, please ask away. Also thank you for stopping by and hanging out with me. No, I didn't have anybody to have this conversation with, but um, like I said, there's going to be more that I share throughout this series. This is just the first one. There is so, so, so much more in depth when it comes to internet privacy and how we navigate online. Um, And I can't wait to share more with you guys. And I hope that you receive the information that you need from this episode also. Please take some time to do your own research on doxing by searching something like your state name, um, laws against doxing. See what comes up. You definitely want to get familiar with your state laws, depending on where you live. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Be safe. And I wish nothing but the best for you all. Until the next episode. Red Kirby celebrate your magic in the middle of your gameplay, Red Carpet Games. I'm Kaylee, and you're listening to Red Carpet Game. Red Carpet